Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Tuesday, April 25th, 2017 NFL Draft Edition on Blog Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy, the Murph dog himself. What's up, man? Can you just feel it? We are just two days away from the NFL Draft, and on this show, we wrap it up with part three, picks 22 to 32. I know, man. It feels like about uh, December 23rd, man. I'm just so excited. Uh, you know, just uh, think there's going to be so many uh, big moves coming here uh, pretty soon, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe as early as today. We don't. We haven't had. We haven't seen a. Uh, first round trade go down so far, but I think that could be uh, changing very quickly. And Tom, whoever would have thought that with the first 25, excuse me, 21 picks that we would agree on five of them so far, Miles Garrett, number one to the Cleveland Browns, Leonard Fournette to the Jacksonville Jaguars, OJ Howard to your Buffalo Bills, Hot girl Charlton to the Eagles at 14, and John Ross to the Titans. So, man, who knows what's in store today? I know, yes. I don't think we're going to have 11 uh, uh, picks the same today. But, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a chance that we could have, uh, you know, that we could have one or two more uh, here coming up. No, I believe we will. I predict that we're going to have at least one with these next 11 picks. And, Tom, we might as well get started with your favorite team at number 22, the Miami Dolphins. So, of course, I'll let you go first. Oh, yeah. Well, this one we are not going to have a similar pick because I'm uh, having them take a guy that you had going uh, just a few picks earlier. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, you know, obviously a couple of routes they could go, but I really think – they could shore up that offensive line a bit and uh, no better position to do than guard. So, uh, you know, back to uh, the good names. I'm having them pick uh, Forrest Lamp guard out of Western mm-hmm. Kentucky. That's right. I had Forrest Lamp from Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, going to the Redskins in segment number two. Now, Tom, my pick, now I know this might not look too good, but I'm sticking with my original mock draft that I did, and I had the Dolphins going with a guy who was in the news yesterday. I think I gave the big hint away, and that is Jabril mm-hmm. Peppers, the linebacker. That's right, from Michigan. But, hey, listen, I still think this guy's a first-round talent. And seriously, when you look at all these teams that we're going to mock here in segment three, they need defense. And especially with Peppers, we know, Tom, this guy is a jack-of-all-trades. He can do it all. He could play linebacker. He could play safety. He could play cornerback. He could return kick. He also could be on offense, which Mr. Harbaugh did at Michigan. And I think even last year, look at the Dolphins, Tom. They took Laramie Tunsil when that video surfaced of him with a gas mask on draft day at pick number 13. So I think it's easily possible that Peppers, and our good buddy Ruben Foster are still going to be first-round talent and get drafted on day number one. And, Tom, if you look at that Dolphins defense, they have a lot of talented players already in place, and they're going to team up Mr. Jabril Peppers with their ex-boy, Kiko Alonso. 
Man, you know what? Uh, after looking uh, the past week or so, I have been looking at a lot of uh, tape on a lot of these guys. And, uh, yeah, this whole thing with Jabril uh, Peppers with his, uh, you know, you know, testing positive for a, uh, you know, for a, uh, you know, banned substance in the NFL may not mean that much because he is just, he is just that good. Uh, you know, it may cost him a little bit, but, you know, I think he's still very, very much first round potential. I mean, yeah, this guy does it all just an absolute beast. And, uh, to be honest, I would hate to see him go to Miami because I think he does have super, super potential to be a superstar in the NFL. Oh, he does for sure. And I think their new defensive coordinator, Matt Burke will love to move around Peppers, plug him in here and there, and have some success. And I know the one knock on Peppers, when you look at his stats, as a Wolverine, only one interception. But still, this guy made plays. When you take a look at his highlight reel, he was that good. And like I said, him and Foster will still be first-round selections on Thursday. I could take that to the bank. And I know even my last segment, and number two, I had Reuben Foster going to the Saints at pick number 11. Now, Tom, we get to the New York Giants here at pick number 23, and I'll go first with this one. And I know some Giant fans might scream about this because they're thinking offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Well, I had them going in a different direction, and they're going to follow the same trend, Tom, they did back in 2002 when they took a tight end out of the University of Miami, Jeremy oh, Shockey, oh, oh. and they'll do – that's right. And they'll do the same here with pick number 23, best player available, and to give Eli another weapon to work on offense, and that is David Njoku. Oh, yeah. You know, I wanted to uh, – I was – he was definitely a name that came across for this pick. And – uh yeah, I have, um, you know, definitely uh, in consideration there. And, yeah, like you mentioned, with the offensive line, just uh, an absolute, absolute need, um, especially after I think they have almost given up uh, even after two years, probably on Eric Flowers. He has just been completely ineffective. And, uh, yeah, the uh, offensive line is a, a huge concern for them. But, you know, maybe in this draft they may try and just get, uh, you know, a fill-in in the second round or so. Uh, I have them going for another uh, position of need. And uh, I, uh, unfortunately, I don't have your picks in front of me. I think you may have had him going in the uh, between 11 and 21, but uh, a guy who's going to make uh, there a lot of giants fans, very, very excited. Uh, the um, great running back from Stanford, Christian McCaffrey, the son of uh, Broncos, great Ed McCaffrey, uh, you know, we have uh, seen a lot of drafts where Carolina almost seems to be married to him. Uh, of course, I did not know that uh, a couple weeks ago, so I'm sticking with my original, and I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey here at number 23. Okay, everyone, sorry about the, the technical difficulties there as we're trying to back into the program. But yeah, I do have the Giants going with David Njoku at pick 23. So I know some Giant fans, like I said, they might want offensive linemen. I get that. But when you look at someone like Njoku, 21 years old, still, still room to grow. The athleticism, it's all there for him. 
at pick number 23. And I think Tom is back. What's up, man? Hey, I'm good, man. Yes, yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened there. I think this uh, cold weather is messing with the uh, with the airwaves today. But, uh, yes, hopefully that's finished with. No, yeah, I don't know what happened. We Our calls got dis- disconnected for whatever reason. But we're back and we're ready to go. But, Tom, I'm not sure if you heard me before, and I'll say it again, that I saw a report this morning that there is mutual interest between the Giants and free agent running back LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, hey, I uh, was uh, I was unaware of that, um, you know, but I think even still I may have to pick, I may have to uh, stick with uh, Mr. McCaffrey. I, I imagine uh, that that made the airwaves before we got cut off. Uh, I was in the middle of a uh, something brilliant there. We're in the middle, actually not that brilliant, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, that's, uh, you know, running back's definitely going to be a uh, need for them uh you know they're not going to be able to keep uh, plugging in uh, Orleans Dwarka, or will I, or will I be able to on my fantasy team this upcoming mm-hmm. year? So, uh, yeah, I mean either way they're going to have to try and find a uh, running back, if not Blunt or you know McCaffrey in the first round somewhere uh, in this draft. Again, you're listening to the radio. We're back. I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy, and we're going through our part three series picks 22 through 32 of the 2017 NFL draft. And now, Tom, we're at pick 24 with the Oakland Raiders. You could go first, my friend. Right on. Uh, This uh, pick, you know, I'm going to have them going defense again and a uh, nice uh, teammate in the front seven for uh, Mr. Khalil Mack. And this is a guy who's – Definitely uh, making a name for himself in this pre-draft, and that's Jared Davis, uh, inside linebacker from Florida. Uh, It'd probably be like the first uh, or second uh, inside linebacker taken in this draft. You know, sometimes they tend to fall, but I think a team like Oakland, who's, uh, you know, pretty much on the brink of uh, true stardom, could really use a, uh, um, a real quarterback of the defense right there in the middle. Yeah, listen, Oakland definitely has to go defense here at pick 24. Their offense, I believe, is pretty much set. So focus on defense with this first-round pick here. And I think they need a interior force. They need a guy who could do the dirty work right in the middle. And that, I look no further than the defensive tackle from Michigan State, Malik McDowell, who I think will be the pick here. Now, I know there's some concerns. I read some things about work ethic and leadership and this and that. I think guys like Jack Del Rio and Ken Norton Jr. will get the best out of this guy. Because like I said, the Raiders need a defensive force, a disruptive one in the middle. And Tom, I think they'll get one here at this pick. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you've noticed probably in our uh, in our draft so far, not too many defensive tackles taken so far. So if you can get like a high quality one like uh, Malik McDowell, uh, you know, at 24. I mean, that that is definitely a uh, yeah, def- definitely a need for uh, uh, the Raiders. So, yeah, that's definitely a very, very viable option. Now we get to pick number 25, and I'll go first with this one. Now this will definitely be different because we have two different teams picking at this spot because a few weeks ago, now that this team is very unlikely, but the Cleveland Browns, I actually had trading back into the first round because the Titans moved up, or excuse me, the Texans moved up to number 12 
to take quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So I have the Cleveland Browns actually picking at number 25 to acquire even more draft picks this year and potentially next year as well. So with Cleveland, three quarterbacks already went off my board. I mentioned Watson, Trubinsky, and Patrick Mahomes. Well, the Browns will still find a quarterback at pick number 25. There's only one guy left, if I, don't, if I did not give you enough hints already, and that is quarterback from Notre Dame, Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nathan Peterman out of Pittsburgh, but I knew no kidding. I knew you weren't, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you pretty much, uh, you have all the quarterbacks off the board and I pretty much have uh, all but Trubinsky left. And I am probably the only one who is uh, still slating Houston to stay at this spot at number 25, uh, maybe perhaps because of the way the quarterback board is uh, folding so far. And uh, I don't know, you may have to put an asterisk next to this one for uh, similar picks because, I mean, while we have in different slots, I do have Houston taking Patrick Mahomes, uh, home state boy from Texas Tech. Now, listen, the Texans, there's no doubt, Tom, they're taking a quarterback with their first pick. Obviously, they never thought that Romo probably was going to retire and be now a color commentator on CBS, but there's no doubt they're not going into the season with just Tom Savage and Brendan Whedon. That is not going to happen, especially with a team, Tom, that looks like they're ready to win now with a defense that gets J.J. Watt back. So we have Patrick Mahomes going to the Texans, but in different slots. And going back to Deshaun Kaiser for one second, Tom, it's pretty interesting that this is a guy who's going to skip his last two seasons of eligibility but listen, he can do it. He has that chance. And this is a guy, Tom, that, listen, he has potential. There's no question about it. But there's one thing that you don't like about him, and that was that this guy was benched several times last season by head coach Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely a huge red flag for me. And uh, also, while it wasn't a huge red flag for the uh, uh, Rams last year at number one, I just have to uh, just I uh, just have to say with the starting record there, you know, I mean Notre Dame was four and eight last year, you know, and it's just uh, yeah, you just uh, you really want to you really want a quarterback that uh, like knows how to win. I mean, uh, just regardless of the talent, you know, and I mean maybe he'd find more success in the NFL, but it's just uh, that's just something that was uh, definitely a huge concern for me with Kaiser. Yeah, and I actually believe their head coach, Brian Kelly, came out and said that Kaiser should have stayed one more season. And we saw it many years ago with Pete Carroll with Mark Sanchez when he left after one year. So sometimes these head coaches believe you might want to have more time in college, but hey, Kaiser, he's taking this opportunity to be a first-round pick. I think that will be the case. Not sure where he'll go, but in my case, I think the Browns will get him at pick 25. But as I mentioned, this will not happen because from all the mock drafts we have seen, Tom, over the last couple of days, it looks like the Cleveland Browns are going to do whatever it takes to move up in the draft to select Mitchell Trubinsky. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of uh, picks at their disposal, too, that they can, uh, you know, play with. And that's kind of the advantage when you have 11, you know, 11 picks. And, uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully they're not thinking of trying to get rid of another first-round pick next year because, uh, I mean, the Browns have the Browns absolutely have to uh, assume that they will be picking in the uh, 
very likely the top five next year. Uh, if they're, uh, you know, if it's a good season, maybe the top 10, but yeah, they're looking, they, uh, yeah, they know they're not uh, picking in the bottom of the first round next year. So they'd probably be wise to maybe just get rid of as many of the uh, picks they have this year and, uh, you know, build from there. All right, Tom, keep it going, man. With the Seattle Seahawks, it's time to make their selection with pick number 26. Oh, yeah. This uh, pick, you know, uh, you'd probably be surprised looking at my board. I do not have uh, a a ton of cornerbacks off the board so far. Really, I just have uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore going uh, to the Titans at number five. And I have, uh, excuse me, Marlon Humphrey, going in the middle of the round. Uh, and now I have my third cornerback coming off the board. And this is a guy uh, not many may have it uh, as their third cornerback off the board, but I think this guy's something special. He's a guy you're going to have to look out for. And uh, I think a very smart team may make an early play for him. And that's uh, the six foot three Kevin King out of Washington. Seen this guy's tape, and it's very impressive. And, uh, yeah, I would love to see him slip into the second round and maybe uh, have the Bills draft him um, if they don't go defensive back in the uh, with the 10th overall pick. And you know what? That's a good selection right there for the Seahawks. Now, they're probably not going to trade with – even though there were some rumors about that. But when you have a secondary with the guys already in place in Seattle – and you add a guy like Kevin King, who we remember his interception last year, one-handed against Arizona State. That's a nice place for him to land and stay in the state of Washington, which I think has been a theme so far with our draft. Some of these guys staying home. Mahomes, and now yours, Tom, in your case, Kevin King. Now with the Seahawks, Tom, in my mock draft, I have them going with the nation's top blocker and that is left tackle Cam Robinson out of Alabama because I think they're going to add a, want to add more talent to that offensive line. You can plug in Robinson, whether it's at tackle or guard. And even though they signed Luke Beers ago, he was a second overall selection back in 2013 of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to add a, add, want to add more pieces on that offensive line, and they're going to take a guy who has been slipping in these mock drafts for whatever reason, and that is the big man, Cam Robinson. Oh, yeah, you know, and I like uh, Cam Robinson, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's a guy who's just kind of unpredictable in this draft. You know, he could go a lot higher than uh, uh, we, either of us would have him, or he could slip into the second round. And, uh, I mean, if Seattle would be a great spot for him. I think definitely use some help on the offensive line. Um, I just have a feeling, you know, they could uh, – they could use a uh, you know another guy to go in that secondary too. I mean, you wouldn't think that with the names they have there, but uh, yeah, that's just uh, they could definitely use some more depth than you know. Some you you just don't know the future of uh, you know Sherman down the road, and I think with uh, like just how heavy this draft is with uh, very talented cornerbacks that they. Uh, you know, they I mean, Seattle's in a pretty good position. I mean, offensive line is definitely their weakest spot, but they could probably they could maybe go with just uh, who they feel is the best player available, and uh, yeah, just many options that they could go with. Yeah, think about Cam Robinson. All right, he was a three-year starter for the Crimson Tide, only surrendered three sacks. Yeah, that's pretty good. So for a guy who many months ago, Tom, many many months ago. When people were doing their first mock drafts, Cam Robinson seemed like he would be a top 10 
top 15 pick, but listen, I still think he'll be a first-round talent. And for the Seattle Seahawks to pick him up at 26, whether it's him or Kevin King, the Seahawks will do just fine. Now, Tom, we get to pick number 27. The Kansas City Chiefs are now on the board, and I'll go first with this one. Now, many mock drafts have to go with a cornerback star, Marcus Peters. Well, I still think they're going to get some talent at edge rusher because I know they're loaded with Justin Houston, Tama Ali, D. Ford, but they do lose Don Terry Poe to the Atlanta Falcons. So I think with pick number 27, they're going to take the edge rusher out of the University of UCLA, and that is Tack McKinley, who has been compared to current chief Tama Ali. Oh, yes, you know, and I'm sure the Chiefs would love another uh, Tom Bahali. And, uh, yeah, definitely they could, uh, you know, use some of that with losing Poe to add to, uh, you know, their already uh, already decent, uh, you know, front with uh, Chris Jones, who was a kind of a surprising uh, find for, uh, you know, as, as a second-round pick last year, had a great rookie season. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, um, a very popular pick with a lot of the pundits, and especially the way my board is uh, shaping up. Uh, rumors are in Kansas City is that they may really be looking to move on from uh, Alex Smith, uh, you know, maybe after this season. And, uh, I mean, with the way my board is, what better pick than uh, the national champion, Deshaun Watson? I mm. think uh, they'd be very thrilled to have him sit on the bench for a year and then take over in 2018. And, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I know uh, – I mean, it's a lot of mixed emotions in Kansas City about Alex Smith, where just, uh, I mean, especially that game against Pittsburgh, just didn't seem uh, didn't seem to have uh, what it takes to take that next step. You know, so just missed so many people open downfield, and uh, you know they could definitely use a uh, guy with Watson, like Watson, with his leadership and everything. Yeah, Tom, there are three teams that I look at that are going to definitely take a quarterback at some point, whether it's because of Alex Smith or even we go back to teams in the, our second segment, whether it's the Saints or the Cardinals, because those teams are looking to the future. And I've seen, like you said, Tom, totally agree. These mock drafts have the Chiefs going in a different direction. Not that, not that they're going to get rid of Alex Smith, but that they're thinking about his replacement for many years to come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it is, uh, you know, and this is when you're in a position like this, I mean, they're probably looking at another uh, another playoff run this year. They probably don't look like, uh, you know, they're uh, going to push like the top two or three teams in the uh, in the West for, you know, for a Super Bowl. But, you know, uh, they have a lot of good pieces here. And uh, yeah, uh, moving on in the future, a quarterback might be a very uh, good place for them. I'm uh, here at 27, especially with the way uh, my board is shaped up. Pick number 28. The Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are now on the clock. Tom, I'll let you go first. The Cowboys have to go defense, right? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a no-brainer here. Uh, the offense just seems uh, absolutely set. I mean, like, what else What else are they going to take? Uh, I mean, maybe a, maybe a tight end if uh, – um, you know, they want to find a Witten's replacement, but I mean, the offense seems set. Yeah, but they need to get some names on defense. And I actually have here a guy who's really starting to climb up some boards here. Uh, is a very, uh, 
you know, had a very good senior bowl and just killed it at the combine. And this is a guy, some people may not have heard of him yet, but uh, yeah, definitely keep, uh, remember this guy's name on day one. It really seems like he might slip into the first round. And that is Tyus Bowser out of Houston. Uh, you know, to go with the theme of keeping it in state, uh, this guy's just very impressive tape. And, you know, so many edge rushers have gone. And uh, I mean, I have so many edge rushers who have, are off the board now. So, uh, mm. yeah, this guy Bowser really seems to be climbing up. And, uh, yeah, seems like uh, Dallas might be a great fit for him. I listen, the Cowboys lost four players in their secondary this offseason. Morris Claiborne, right? Brennan Carr, Barry Church, and Wilcox, okay? Four guys, J.J. Wilcox. So they have to go with the secondary, right, with this pick. Tom says it, I say it. And I have the guy that you have going to the Seattle Seahawks. So with the 28th pick, the Cowboys select Kevin King, cornerback out of Washington. And, Tom, there's one stat that I saw that was very impressive for a guy who was only a one-year starter for the Huskies, okay? He has allowed only one touchdown over his last 100-plus targets. Pretty impressive for Kevin King. Oh, absolutely. And coming out of the uh, Pac-12 with all of those uh, with all of those passers like Darnold and Josh Rosen, yeah, that's a very uh, – yeah, definitely very impressive. Hey, Kevin King, he's one of those guys, I'm telling you, really uh, – Really keep an eye on him. I find him very impressive. And, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping he doesn't go to a team that I'm going to have to watch twice a year. All right, pick number 29. I'll go first with this one, Green Bay Packers, who are now on the clock. And, listen, they lost right tackle T.J. Lang in free agency to their rival, the Detroit Lions. So, again, the theme of taking a guy in state and the Packers We'll do it here at pick number 29 because this guy is still on my board and has offensive tackle, Ryan Ramchek. Oh, very good pick. You know, I'm sure they would love that. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, sticking with so many of these teams are looking at secondary. And the guy I have now is probably a little – probably a little low on the board compared to a lot of people. uh, It seems this guy, this is a guy I've seen going from everywhere to like number 10 to, you know, top 10 in the second round. And if he's drafted here, it would make him the third defensive back out of the, the Ohio state university to be drafted. And that would be Gary and Conley cornerback out of Ohio state. Pick number 30, the Pittsburgh Steelers are now on the clock. Tom, the floor is yours. Yeah, I got a pick. It'll be the second time we mention him today. And uh, obviously we heard uh, the news yesterday about, uh, you know, his uh, troubles here. But, uh, hey, at number 30, I think uh, the Steelers would absolutely pick this guy up in a heartbeat, you know, possibly getting their next Palomalu. And that's uh, safety linebacker hybrid, Jabril Peppers. Now, last year... The Pittsburgh Steelers went secondary when they selected Artie Burns, cornerback out of the U, 25th overall. The guy had a pretty good rookie season, three interceptions for Pittsburgh, and they're going to do the same thing here. They're also going to take a safety, but, Tom, you had this guy going in our last segment to the Tim Bay Buccaneers, and that is the safety out of 
the UConn, that's right, Obi Malafonwu, who it seems like, and I mentioned this last week, these UConn athletes, they thrive at the combine. Whether it was a couple years ago with Byron Jones, this past year with Malafonwu, this guy, as you mentioned, Tom, last week, a big safety, a playmaker, and I think he'll be a nice fit with Pittsburgh's defense at pick 30. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love that pick. You know, I had, I, yeah, I had him going uh, rather high. That was like my surprise uh, mid-round pick. Uh, and yeah, I think actually Pittsburgh would be very, very happy to pick him up at 30. Uh, I mean, man, I'd be, if the Bills drafted down, I'd like to draft, uh, I wouldn't mind picking him up. Uh, just seems like a solid player and uh, has all of the tools. And that 6'3 height for a safety is just, that's a, that is a very, it's very appealing. Two more picks to go in our last segment. We'll go with the team that lost the Super Bowl, even though they should have never lost it, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. I'll go first with this one. And to me, they're going to go offensive line with this selection. They did lose right guard Chris Chester, who retired, so he is no longer with the team. And they're going to take a guy who is a little older. He only spent one year at the University of Utah, that is offensive tackle Garrett Bowles. Oh man, that would be a great pick here at 31. And uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely a position of need for Atlanta. Um, I just really have a feeling, you know, it's a position we've had going very very often in this draft. They could definitely use some more uh, some more edge rushers. And who better to pick than a, uh, the brother of a guy? who has won uh, several defensive MVPs in the uh, NFL. And, of course, you know I'm talking about uh, Mr. Watt, T.J. Watt, out of Wisconsin. The linemen trying to replace Chris Chester or getting some more help on that defense. The Falcons could, could go in many different directions pick number 31 so tom we're gonna wrap it up with the saints i had them go they actually were our first selection back in segment number two when you went first with that one so of course i'll have you wrap it up again with the saints at pick 32 and the reason they're picking in this spot because they traded brendan cook to the patriots so tom wrap up segment three our last one with the saints at 32 Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to have to go with the trend. I mean, I had them going defense with uh, number 11 with Derek Barnett, and I'm going to have to have them uh, going again. And, hey, uh, go ahead, Tom. You know, oh, yeah. So with the uh, 30, with the 32nd pick, I'm going with uh, Zach Cunningham out of Vanderbilt, uh, inside linebacker. So, uh, yeah, two defensive picks for the Saints in the second round. I had them going with Ruben Foster. Number 11 overall. Now, I know the whole drug test, I understand that, but I still think he'll be a pick here at number 11 for them. So, 32, they might as well go defense again from the University of Alabama, and that is cornerback Marlon Humphrey. So, the Saints will end up with two players from Alabama, Foster and Marlon Humphrey, at pick number 32. Now, and there were some reports today. It came out this morning that the Saints are going to bring in Adrian Peterson to their backfield. 
which will definitely be interesting because listen, that that crowded backfield um, is they have so many guys there. Now Peterson in the fold with Mark Ingram, and you can't forget about T.J. Hightower, who showed some nice things last season. So that Saints backfield always seems to be crowded, and they're going to add another guy in Adrian Peterson. So I have them going with Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback out of the University of Alabama. Now Tom is still trying to call into the program, so hopefully we can get back to him in a second. But that's it. That is our three-part segment. That's pretty good. I mean, it took us four weeks total because we didn't do a show last week. But, again, it was great to be back. It was fun to wrap it up, especially when the draft is just two days away. You can feel it in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. It's going to be great. The prime time, the red carpet, all the talk leading up to it. Who knows? what is going to take place between now and Thursday. Hopefully a trade will happen before the draft. That would really kick us off. So this is just going to get any better. You can't wait for it. Now, of course, as a Jets fan, I'm looking at pick number six. That's the one I'm focused on. And a couple weeks ago, we have talked about how this pick right here, number six overall, has been very, very familiar with the Jets franchise. Whether you look at a couple years ago with Leonard Williams or many moons ago with Vernon Golston, I don't want to go in that direction. So this pick can range from very bad to very good. Now, I mentioned yesterday on my Twitter, check it out, and even on Facebook, three ideal options as a Jets fan for that number six pick. Jamal Adams, the safety out of LSU. Even though I do not think he will be there, if he ever slipped and the other two guys are off the board, I'm going to mention in a second, I'm going Jalen Jamal Adams. The Jets need a ball hawk safety. You like his character on and off the field. The Jets need guys like that. And out of all those guys, whether it's Malik Hooker or Marshawn Lattimore, Adams is the guy I trust the most. That's number one. Number two, how about his teammate? Leonard Fournette, I would love to have him at six, but I don't think that will happen because Tom and I had him going to the Jaguars, pick number four, and my last option, number three, and I don't care about a tight end going this high. I don't mind it because the Jets never throw to a tight end anyway. That needs to stop with new offensive coordinator John Morton. So I picked number six. If the Jets can go O.J. Howard, that is fine. I would not care. So those are the three guys, Adams, Fournette, and Howard. And no, I did not mention a quarterback because I think the Jets should not take one in this draft. You have to see what you have in Mr. Christian Hackenberg at some point, whether you believe in him or not. You took him last year in the second round. The guy hasn't played. So what would that tell you? If they take a quarterback at number six, or God forbid they trade down to take one, then that means no more Hackenberg because you're going to start the other guy. So just wait. Play it out this season. See what happens. And maybe next year you'll be in a position to take one of those quarterbacks that is highly sought after. Now, you never know. Nothing's guaranteed. So you can't say it's a slam dunk. But still, let Hackenberg play at some point. Let McCown do his usual to a bad start, throw some picks. 
Maybe he'll get injured, and then you go right to Hackenberg, and you see the guy can play. Hey, maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he'll actually do well next season. We have no idea. But everyone, that concludes our show for today. Thank you for joining us. We apologize for technical difficulties. Not sure what happened on our end, but I think it was more of the, uh, you know, the board. I don't think it was us. But anyway, we digress. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the draft, the three-day series that kicks off on Thursday with day number one. Of course, two and three on Friday. And on Saturday, it wraps it up with rounds four through seven. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy is at MurphyTB. Thanks for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your hosts, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy, only on Blog Talk Radio.